0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Thomas Risley Church. Um, There is notices. um, If you haven't had these pinged to you uh, by email, then you can find them on the website. just to point out that something for your diary really, Churches Together in Birchwood are doing a prayer walk on um, the 16th of May in the afternoon. So our first port is to say, pray for good weather. Uh, and next, uh, just put it in your diary because it should be good. Um, there is a, a map and some details coming round soon. I'm not sure that when you click on the link that's on the newsletter, whether you can get to it. I couldn't, but maybe it's me because I'm not exactly a tech person. OK, um, just to say that it is communion today. So um, make sure you've got a, a bit of juice or or something to drink and perhaps a biscuit or a, a piece of bread um, if you want to join in. Um, Our service today is being led by Colin Burroughs and there will be prayers afterwards. If you'd um, like to stay behind, there will be a thing comes up on the screen. You just need to click to say you want to go in the prayer room and um, Ron and I will be in there today. Okay, Let's just join together in prayer before we start. Heavenly Father, we just give you this time of fellowship together. We ask for your blessings on calling. We ask you that he speaks your word and that we hear it and understand. Amen. Okay, over to Colin.
1: Morning, everybody. Um, Hopefully, some of you will have received, or a lot of you will have received, uh, an email off me this morning with a playlist. Um, Please, if you get chance, just have a play, have a listen. It was a playlist to go with the service, but unfortunately, I don't think I gave it to Lee enough time to get it on the website. But um, if you can play it, There's some nice songs and there are some songs for you to sing along with. If anybody hasn't got it, then just let me know and I will send it to you. Um, The theme for this morning's service is the gospel is for everyone. And I put everyone in bold letters and big letters and capital letters because that's who it's for. The gospel is for everyone. And the call to worship couldn't really come from anywhere else because it has to come from Matthew 28. And it has to come from the last verses. Father, we just thank you that we can gather to meet around your word this morning. We pray, Lord, that you will speak to each one of us, that you will open our hearts and that we will hear, and that we will know, Lord, that we've been in your presence. Bless this time and bless each person here, both at church and on Zoom. Your reach is unending, Lord. Bless all those people who listen to the service throughout the week on YouTube. Let them all feel your touch and be here, we pray, and bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to start this uh, morning off with a hymn and it's a classic old hymn, which I must admit is one of my favourites. So if you stay unmuted, uh, uh, muted, sorry, and sing at home along with the, the song, that would be brilliant. I will sing The Wondrous Story. can beat an old hymn, I think they're absolutely fantastic and they're so easy to sing and so great to sing and make you feel so much better at the end of it let's just pray Father we come before you this morning secure in the knowledge that we are saved that you have saved us everything that went on at Easter that was for us That was for our future. That was for our life. Jesus, your sacrifice, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We pray, Lord, that we will bring you glory. That we will worship you, Lord. That we can, Lord, worship you. And we just thank you, Lord, for everything you've done for us and you will continue to do for us in our futures. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now David and Rona will bring us the last prayer. Our Father
2: Father in heaven,
1: heaven. hallowed be be your name, your kingdom kingdom come. come,
0: Okay, so we're now going to uh, have birthdays, and I'm aware of one from last week, but I can't see Dave Thurston there. So, is has there anybody else that's got a birthday this week that we can sing to? Oh.
4: Vanda, is Dave in the church?
0: I'm just thinking that. I've just seen a wave.
4: Yeah, I saw a pointing finger before.
0: Yeah, but what I'm not sure about is whether it's Dave or not. And I wonder whether somebody can tell us.
2: That was David.
0: Oh, brilliant. So, David Thurston's here. Is there anybody else that has a birthday this week?
2: And he had pants
1: on one.
0: No, it doesn't look like it. So um Dave, this is for you. Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, birthday dear day. Happy birthday, birthday to you. on,
1: I've sold. Right. Be, be, before we go into our um, our Bible readings, um, just a couple of things. One, Lee sent me a message saying there is a link for the for the playlist on services song playlist. Presumably that's on the website. So if you do want to access it via the website, that's where it is. Services song playlist. Thanks, Lee. Brilliant. Um, and the second thing is, those who know me know that I like using video clips, and I'm getting myself sort of tuned up to the idea that we might be back in church soon and we might be back to doing things with an element of normality. So um, before we do our Bible readings, Tim's going to play us a, a little clip for the kids, if there were any. And if there's not, get them to watch it afterwards. Stories
5: of the Bible. Philip and the Ethiopian. This is Philip.
6: Hello
5: who was one of Jesus' disciples. Yep. Philip preached the good news of Jesus in many places. One day, an angel of the Lord spoke to him and said, Go south down the desert road. I that. So Philip started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia. The man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and he was now returning to Ethiopia. He was in his carriage reading the book of Isaiah out loud hey there the holy spirit said to philip go over and walk along beside the carriage okay i can do that philip ran over and heard the man reading and asked do you understand what you are reading the man replied how can i unless someone teaches me come on up here and he urged philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him the ethiopian asked philip Tell me, was Isaiah talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with this scripture in Isaiah, Philip told the Ethiopian the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. And the Ethiopian said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop. Stop. And they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away and took him to another town. The Ethiopian never saw Philip again, but went on his way rejoicing. Thanks, Tim. Little little clips like
1: that just tend to bring the message home to me quite, quite simply, rather than reading lots and lots of words in the Bible, which, don't get me wrong, is brilliant, absolutely fantastic, and that's what we should do. Sometimes just seeing it quite simply like that, as it is to a child, that reaches me quite just as much, if not more. So we're now going to hear that story um, and Fiona's going to bring us that. And then John is going to be read by Derek, our two Bible readings. Acts 8, verses
3: 26 to 40. Philip and the Ethiopian now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. <clears throat> so he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means Queen of the Ethiopians. The man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home, was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is the prophet talking about? himself or someone else. Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they travelled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptised? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptised him. When they came out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Amen. Philip, sorry, Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and travelled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea.
2: So the second reading is John 15 verses 1 to 8, famous passage, the vine and the branches. I am the true vine and my father is the garden. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Amen.
1: Thanks, Eric. Thanks, the let Let's just pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We just pray now, Lord, that you open it to our hearts and that the words I speak are not from me, but from you. Help us to understand and help us to listen. In Jesus' name. Amen. There's so much in these readings that we could pick on to talk about. But when I looked at him the first time, the first thing that jumped out and hit me was the theme. The gospel is for everyone. If you're wondering why I had the clip and the reading together, I just wanted to re-emphasize that story and that Philip was willing and able to do what God wanted him to do straight away. Let's have a little background. Philip had just been to see the Samaritans and to share Christ. That was some distance geographically from Judea, but also, and more importantly, a great distance culturally, socially and religiously from where he was. It was a journey definitely out of his comfort zone. Going back a few chapters in Acts to chapter 1, verses 6 to 8, we read that Jesus called the disciples to their first priority, namely, being witnesses to him from where they were to the very ends of the earth. Samaritans and Jews had nothing to do with each other. They may well have been at opposite ends of the earth. The Samaritan people represented a blending of Israelites with the foreign people of the land in which the Israelites had lived with During the exile, they were viewed as half-breeds, a term certainly not, and correctly not, socially or ethically accepted now, and were generally despised by the Jews. Jesus had specifically told the disciples to go to Samaria to bear witness. Jesus was reinforcing his message and telling his disciples the message is for everyone. The mission is not ended until it reaches the very end of the world, the very end of the earth. Going back to our main reading, God specifically tells Philip to spread into an even wider circle, many, many miles from Samaria to reach an Ethiopian. Just one person. But that one person could also reach many people. And that's how the gospel spreads. He's an unlikely candidate for conversion. He'd already travelled 500 miles. However, saying that he was unlikely an unlikely candidate, he was actually reading the Bible. But the timing had to be perfect for Philip to come across him at the right time. Surely all of that had to be planned in advance. The Holy Spirit leads his people into missions in and beyond the home community and plans it and prepares it in advance. The Ethiopian was reading the Bible. Scripture is not always easy to understand and we need God's guidance either through the Holy Spirit or through other people to help guide us. Philip and the Ethiopian is a one-on-one Situation. We as Christians are called on and enabled to do this, to share our faith one on one. For some, that might be a big step because it is sharing your faith, something that's really personal to you. Others may find it very easy, others may be able to share it in front of a group of people. Some may be even in front of a huge crowd. Some may be able to speak at a church service. But that gift and that calling has been given to us by God. And the way, don't forget, the way is already prepared. In Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 40, you can clearly see that Philip was instructed by God he was given a direct instruction to go and do something and he was immediately obedient. Have you ever been told to do something, to go somewhere, to say something for God? Have you had the opportunity to speak at a meeting and not taken it? To knock on a door and walk past? To be adventurous and be bold and stand up? In the face of an argument, not done it. Philip did. Philip did it straight away. Philip was obedient. When he got there, he took and recognised the opportunity. Now let's look at the Ethiopian. He was busy reading God's word. That doesn't mean he understood it. That doesn't mean he accepted it. That doesn't mean he believed it. How many of your friends and how many people do you know that that applies to? They read the Bible. They can even remember Bible verses. But they don't necessarily believe what the Bible is saying. Remember. Reading and remembering Bible verses does not make you a Christian. Remember. The devil knows the Bible verses. Without guidance and understanding, we are still in the dark. But the effect of understanding the Bible is life-changing. Philip was able to talk to the Ethiopian. He was able to share the gospel with the Ethiopian. And because God had prepared the way for Philip, the Ethiopian believed and wanted to be baptised and truly was. And after that, Philip moved on to somewhere else. His work did not stop there. It was not over. He went straight on to something else. When we are really walking with God and listening and doing everything he asks, God prepares the way. And we need to accept that. We need to take that step and trust God like Philip did so that we can go and talk to people, so that we can go and share our story. We sang a hymn earlier on, I will sing the wondrous story of the Christ who died for me. We don't just want to sing it, we want to live it, we want to share it, we want to talk to people about it, we want people to understand it. If you listen to the playlist, the last song on the playlist is Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. And one of the lines says, praising my Saviour all the days long. Do we do that? Can we do that? A second reading from John 15, to eight. We read about Jesus being the vine. In this reading, Jesus instructs his disciples on three important relationships. Firstly, the disciples are to be related to Jesus in the right way. Secondly, they are to have the right relationship with each other, and finally. They are to help each other and remain faithful to God. It has to be said that like our plants, we sometimes wither from time to time. Without a steady and required supply of food and water, we would effectively slow down and our relationship with the vine would die. We sometimes take our relationship for granted. The enthusiasm and excitement we had when we first started at church, when we first signed up to do everything we could, fades and our ineffectiveness for God slows down or even stops. We cannot let that happen. This passage clearly says what will happen if we do. It shows us a number of points. Jesus is the source of life. If you fail to bear fruit... This could have serious consequences. To bear fruit, we must let the Father cut wrong habits and practices out of our life. So we can bear more fruit. We can do nothing that really matters unless we remain in Christ, drawing on his sustaining grace. All those points. But the one thing's for sure. Burning fruit is not an optional extra. It is something that comes from having a true relationship with him. We can be judged if we don't bear fruit. God intends for his children to bear fruit so that ultimately this is to lead others to Christ. In whatever form that takes, that's what our mission is. If we're having difficulty doing that, We need to put more of our trust in Jesus. We need to put more of our faith in him. That's our calling. That's our mission. We need to spread the word about Jesus to everyone. People should see him in our lives. They should see him in what we do. They should see and hear him when they speak to us. But we must remain in the vine to grow. We must remain in close contact with Jesus we must must remain in close contact with one another. So many people think they do not need to go to church. So many think they can live a Christian life at home, maybe for a time they can. But without the real relationship with Jesus and without each other, that will prove even more difficult and is the way to losing your path. I remember when I left to a screen many years ago, I felt a calling to be at Thomas Risley. But I didn't come to Thomas Risley straight away. I had 18 months off. And in those 18 months, I didn't go anywhere. And my faith went nowhere. And my effectiveness for God stopped. I just literally stayed in bed on a Sunday morning. And thankfully, my wife, Christine, nagged me into saying, you stop going to Twist so you could go to Thomas Risley. And maybe after about 15 weeks of that, I ended up going to Thomas Risley. And I think I've been going almost every week since. But by being at home, I'd lost my way. I know people, I know many, many of my family who who have made commitments to Jesus. But sadly, because they don't go to church, their faith, although they think it's there, it isn't as strong as it could be. We need to be with each other. We need to worship together. We need that continual fellowship with Jesus. Remember the reading, because there are some scary thoughts in there. If you do not remain a part of the vine, you can be thrown away. One of the things that is, is obvious from the reading is unless you're part of the vine, you don't have the power that comes with it. One of the little sketches I was going to show this morning had um, a little clip to to it that talked about the vine being the power source, a bit like a light bulb or an electric light where you have to plug the power in to get it to go. Those of you who know me reasonably well um, will know that we've done many times in the church a sketch called the appliance sketch, which basically has a number of appliances stood at at the front of the church pretending to be like a screwdriver, an electronic screwdriver or a light bulb, Stenner, the Stirlift from Warrington, various different things like that, each one of which requires power. And we we interviewed the, the respective people, asked them what they were and what they did, asked them for an example of what they did. But until they were plugged in, they could do absolutely nothing. And then the car who was doing the comparing quietly walked over to the wall, pretended to plug them in. And your next thing you saw was four lads or four people pretending to be an electronic screwdriver, of the Stirlift going from Warrington, a light bulb or an alarm clock or anything that was electric. Hilarious sketch delivering a dead simple message. Unless we have the power of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can achieve nothing. It's not by us. It's done by him. Divine, we need to be connected to it. These two readings, vitally, vitally important. Not to be forgotten, not to be ignored and not to be lapsed like I did. Sometimes you can look at your own life and wonder whether you're doing all you can. I know when I read these these two readings, I'll look back on my life and I'm certain I could have been more effective I do believe that God was completely in control of BB and did some amazing things at Boys Brigade. That was truly him leading it, both Derek and I know that. But on a personal note, I do wonder if I'd been more open, more active in the church, perhaps even more approachable, whether I could have been more effective. It's not a thought I enjoy thinking about. And it's not certainly something I should spend a lot of time doing because God tells us not to look back. But what he does tell us to do is look forward. So I think I need to have, might need to have to address that. I think I might need to have to look at my commitment and what I'm prepared to do in the community and within the work in the church. Perhaps I need to readdress it. Perhaps I need to improve my commitment. Perhaps you feel the same. Perhaps you feel there's other things you could do. Perhaps you feel there's things you could get involved in. Don't wait. Pray about it. If you feel you need to be more committed and want to talk to someone about it, talk to Ron and Vander in the prayer room later. Talk to one of the elders about it. Remember, you need to be effective for God. The Gospel is for everyone. And you are part of the team that God wants to spread it. Be ready. Be willing, be able, be prepared. Amen. I think we're now going to sing another song and this song is Here Is Love, Vast As The Ocean.
6: Here is love Fast as the ocean loving kindness as the flood when the prince of life our ransom shed for us his precious blood who Throughout His eternal days On the mount of crucifixion Fountains open deep and wide Through the floodgates of God's mercy Stay.
1: Now, Katha, bring us our prayers.
4: Let us pray. Wondrous and amazing God, loving creator, you are the source of our being. It was you who formed us, named us and first loved us with a love that is beyond even our imagination. On our best days and on our worst days, you claim us as your own and treasure us like an adoring parent treasures their child. You know our needs and our prayers, even before we utter them. And yet we find comfort in knowing that we can bring our concerns into your presence, expressing ourselves in whatever words and ways we can. And so, Lord, we pray for the wider world, remembering those around the world who are suffering from the COVID virus or living in fear of getting this virus. We bring to you the country of India and its people, I lift to you in particular Delhi and Kolkata, We lift to you Brazil and South Africa. And Lord, you know of many other places where this virus is causing so much concern. We pray for those who struggle under the weight of poverty, hunger and injustice. Lifting to you those situations that have been mentioned in the news this week among them the further imprisonment of Nazim Zaghari Ratcliffe. We also lift to you, Lord, the country of Israel, on its day of mourning following the deaths of so many at the religious festival last Friday. And we lift to you, Lord, the country of Ireland, 100 years since partitioning and still conflict happens and so we pray for your peace and wisdom on all those in government and on the faith leaders as they seek the way forward we pray for our community for those who are homeless or lack access to suitable housing For those who are experienced in financial insecurity, those who are unemployed, we lift you the first responders, those who work in our supermarkets, those who deliver our post, those whose work and risk allows us to have access to food, to supplies, to medical care. And we lift to you those who fear seeking medical care because they're worried they might catch the virus if they go in hospital. Scripture reminds us to pray for our leaders and all leaders. And so we pray for the leaders of our nation and all nations. We especially remember all those involved in the local elections that they may know your wisdom and guidance. We lift you our faith leaders as they seek to serve your people and continue to connect others to you. Continue to care for them so that they may care for so many. Provide them with courage and peace to sustain them in a difficult time and strength as they meet the difficulties we lift you churches together as it plans its prayer walk and we lift to you reverend jenny the elders of thomas risley reverend Stuart nixton and his community work the groups that continue to meet albeit on zoom and we also lift you reverend jeff felton and the Synod, as we prepare for Jeff to become our moderator, praying for your guidance and wisdom in all we do. And we pray, Lord, for the needs of individuals and families known to us and Thomas Risley. We lift to you all those named on our prayer chain and mentioned in our house groups. And now in a moment of quietness, we bring in the silence of our hearts the names of those we know who are in need of your support, your healing and your wisdom. Lord, we have brought our prayers and our concerns before you. We thank you for the opportunity to lay them down, placing them in your care. And in the midst of challenging times, Lord, we want to give thanks for the celebrations that continue to happen happen in our lives, the places where we experience your presence in tangible ways the faces that remind us of christ that Christ's spirit is still present in those around us. And this morning, Lord, I thank you for the dancing of children. For in the dancing of children, I see the dancing of the Holy Spirit and the dancing of Christ. Mighty One, we pray all these things and we lift our hearts to you because we know that you hear us, that you answer us that you love each one of us and all we have held in your presence this day with endless love. We pray through Christ, your presence in the flesh, the great healer of our world and all who are in it. Amen.
1: Thanks, Kate. We now move into our time of uh, communion. Hopefully everybody who's partaken in communion this morning will have uh, got some, some, um, wine or cordial and some bread or a biscuit. Um, we'll now take commun- share communion with each other. So communion began on the annual celebration of Passover when Jesus told his disciples to remember his sacrifice as they ate the bread. And drank the wine. Just as Israel celebrated the sacrifice of the Passover lamb when the angel of death passed over their homes, so believers in Jesus celebrate and remember his sacrifice of our sins when he died on the cross. Everyone who loves the Lord Jesus is welcome to take communion. The reading in Corinthians says this, for I received from the Lord in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us pray. O Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned against you in our thoughts, in our words, in our deeds. We have had anxieties about the future even though we proclaim you as Lord. We have failed to love our neighbours and we have disobeyed your commands. Have mercy upon us, Lord Jesus. Forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness that we may walk in your ways and serve you in grace and love. This we ask in your holy name. Amen. And so Father, we bring you these gifts. We ask you to make them holy by the power of your Spirit, that they may become the body and the blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate this communion. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Jesus said, This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. You say the words that will appear on the screen together. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Father God, we thank you that we can take communion and share this service with you this morning. We pray, Lord, that as we finish our service now, that you will touch each one of us, that you will be with each one of us wherever we are, wherever we're going, and that you will always remain at our side. Father, we just pray that you will guide us in our directions, in our steps, in our conversations, in everything that we do. And we pray, Lord, that we take this morning's service, that we think about it and that we let you open our hearts and open our lives to receive your message. And we ask all these things in and through that precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Going to close with, I think it's my favourite hymn and I think I must pick it more often than I don't. Um, So I apologise for that, but I don't apologise a lot because I actually love it. And it talks about God's grace and it's called Lord I Come To You.
6: Lord I come to you Let my heart be changed Renewed Going from the grace that I found in you, Lord, I've come to know the weaknesses I see in me will be stripped away by the path. Love
0: So, wow, That what, what a brilliant song to finish on. And Colin, I can hear your voice at the back of church, booming out. I just so filling. Thank you very much. Um, so, guys, we're going to finish now um, with the grace. So I would encourage you to go on um, to yes. unmute yourselves and um, go on gallery view so you can see everybody and let's say the grace together may the grace
6: be with oh all, oh oh
7: oh the soul, and